0: We got the whole world in our hands. We got the whole world in our hands. We got the whole world in our hands. We got the whole world in our
1: hands. Let me in.
0: It is Saturday night. Yes. Let us in here <laughs> on the Wrestling Inc. podcast post extreme rules. And boy, do we have a fun one for you tonight. Whole world in our hands coming to you. From uh, three different, very fun locations here tonight. Up north in the great Toronto is former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. Here in the middle, coming for from Pittsburgh, PA, Justin Labar. And then, of course, the one and only Demon Diva, Issa, down in Puerto Rico. Uh, ladies, and gentlemen, uh, this is going to be a fun one here tonight. Extreme rules, a lot of things going into it, a lot of expectations, production. All kinds of uh, things to talk about. But first, let's just start with pleasantries as everybody files Mm -hmm. in one at a time. Ladies first. Issa, how are you doing tonight? How was your watch along?
1: It was a lot of fun. Uh, This was such a fun show. I'm, like, excited to talk about it. I I feel like if I didn't have a podcast, I would have probably stayed on for, like, another hour just talking about Mm -hmm. how good this show was. I'm excited to discuss it with you, fine gentlemen.
0: Mm -hmm. Jimmy Corderas, uh, yeah. you know, you and I have been together all week here in podcast land, and we've been looking forward to this Saturday night. Uh, overall, how you feeling right now? How you feeling at 1124 East Coast time p.m.? I I thought it would be very tired, but
2: I'm actually quite excited to be talking about this. I think uh, um, we'll talk more about how it delivered, but I think it did deliver tonight. Extreme Rules did deliver.
0: All right. Uh, I mean, you're up. You're feeling good. I mean, are, are you and are you Rant Coffee in hand or what are you doing?
2: No, no, I, I, it's not coffee because it's late at night, but I got the, oh, I have to show it this way. Because it was cold today up here, I got the penguin cup out, so.
0: <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. I got the absolute LeBar cup going, so.
2: Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah, I got, I got some fun things going on here, too. Ah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. Let's not even uh, let's not even hesitate anymore. And again, just a reminder: big thanks to all of you that are tuning in live. Uh, we appreciate you staying up late. Maybe it's not late, depending on where you are. Who knows? Uh, for those either checking it out after the fact in the archive video or audio. We appreciate you as well. If you are doing the live deal with us right now, if you have a super chat, I know there's one big thing everybody wants to talk about. But in the interest of this not being a a dog chasing traffic and us going here, there and head on a swivel, we will save everything in chronological order. So if you have a super chat about whatever, we will get to whatever when it is time Mm -hmm. to get to whatever, if you get my drift i will go with super uh, chats like this one and i think you can just say it it's just in general and that's ralph the ace for 9.99 thank you ralph that's another month subscription to the network back in the day he says yeah. michael cole gentlemen super charged. love it i agree ralph yeah. uh guys i even tweeted uh like an hour ago michael cole is just he's always been great we've always known he's great mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. since the creative change has happened on the top Handcuffs have been taken off him. He's given history lessons. Referees have names again. He's got passion. He he's even standing up sometimes during commentary because he's bouncing so much in his yeah. chair. Uh, mm. I agree. Uh, Michael Cole is definitely on the Mount Rushmore right now for me uh, of of wonderful pro wrestling uh, commentators.
2: I've always thought he'd be he was grossly underrated by a lot of fans because uh, you know he he didn't come from a pro wrestling background so to speak. But uh, man, is there if there's anybody who ever adapted to it. Or adopted to it. Well, Michael Cole was it because he wanted to learn. He learned and he he listened and he asked questions. And you know, like you said, Justin, he's become uh, one of the best out there, if not the best currently. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I
1: agree. I thought he found a new life to his commentary like status. Once he paired up with Pat, I felt like we started to see a different version of him. But since SummerSlam on, he's been on point for me every single time. And tonight he delivered all the emotions that we were feeling while watching this pay-per-view.
0: And I think he was a key in a few spots, and I'll try to bring him up when they come. I think my, I think my, you know Michael obviously has been on the road for years, and I'm sure he's maybe thought about okay. I'm, I'm I got to imagine he's financially okay. I'm sure he's thought about maybe it's time to hang it up. And I think there's been times where they have kept him around because they didn't necessarily they didn't didn't necessarily have the depth ready to go to replace him. Uh, I got to think now again, it feels like it's so rejuvenated for him that maybe if he maybe his timelines change, maybe he's like, you know, I could do a few more years of this if it's going to be like this. It, it seems like he's having a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just me speculating as one uh, fan. But uh, Michael Cole, mm-hmm. yeah, great stuff. Great super yeah. chat there. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. Extreme Rules, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Obviously, you're setting yourself up when you do extreme rules in Philadelphia. Obviously, Mitty would argue that is the uh, that is the 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 home base for all things that is extreme in pro wrestling. So you are setting yourself up for a certain. Yeah, you know, the crowd can be ruly. They've seen it all. So here we go, and we kick it off with the Donnie Brook old-fashioned Donnie Brook six-man tag match of the brawling brutes up against Imperium, and uh, I like the fun gimmick and setup they have of of, of props and and weapons outside Uh, of course this is just pretty much more of a sequel uh, to what we got uh, again last night on the season premiere of Smackdown with Sheamus and uh, Gunther and even extending from what we saw of them over in Cardiff Wales Issa we'll start with you Sheamus ultimately is going to get the win for his team Uh, he's got his uh, compadres holding uh, one of the members of Imperium he hits the bro kick so the brawling brutes get a victory did this deliver in the old-fashioned Donnybrook
1: it over-delivered. This might have been the match of the night. Like, I, I need to go back and think about it, but I remember seeing this opener and feeling bad for whoever had to follow it. They they went at it, big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> Sheamus got a little, not exactly full revenge because he didn't pin Gunther here, but it was still fun, and I did think that everybody got, a spot to shine i felt everybody in every team looked excellent and i appreciated that fun fun opener the crowd loved it the crowd was so hot i was i loved it It set up the stage for the night
0: jimmy this is a six-man uh a six-man match but i don't even want to really say six-man tag because when when you're in a an environment where every match pretty much has no dqs and what have you you don't need legal tags it's just it's, it's 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 kind of like an AEW tag match in some respects. <laughs> uh, well, shot taken. Well, I'm just comparing. Nah, I'm just comparing. But what do you think? I think this was a great starting match. As Issa said, a great delivery over deliver. But this was mm-hmm. the one match where I was like, you know what? This is the one match I have no argument for it to be the last match. So I thought, mm-hmm. what a great trendsetter to start by just putting out all out violence to, to start it out here.
2: Well, it's like people say the two most important matches of the night is how you start and how you end your pay per view. And what a way to start the pay per view with a with an all out Donnie Brook in in Philly Land, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. It looked like an, an on ice, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everybody on, on out there brawling. It started off hot and it got the crowd into it. The crowd was invested and. As hot as they started, they, the, the match took their time and you got little stories told during the match. And like you said, there was a bar present. There were barrels, pre- you know, it, just the little props that they had ringside. I, I, I love the match. I thought it was fun as much as it was hard hitting because, my goodness, I, I, you know, that's when I say thank goodness I refereed because, you know, when you're younger you say, oh, I'd love to be here. When I watch guys like Gunther and and Sheamus uh, and the chops and stuff like that, it's like I'm glad I'm a referee. I was a referee. How
1: has Sheamus' chest not collapsed after last night and today?
2: Oh, my goodness, <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. Mind you, as someone who has been chopped by the big show, I, 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 I could tell you those chops
0: really hurt. A little spicy. Yeah, um, I thought considering the fact that, you know, Sheamus and Gunther had a hell of a singles match on uh, Friday, on last night. So if you didn't see it, go back and check it out. Uh, But Gunther did win kind of like, you know, cheap, you know, cheaply at the end. Uh, I thought this was a great kind of rebound of, okay, if you're going to keep the IC title on Gunther, fine. No complaints there. But I think this was good for Sheamus and his crew uh, to get the victory here in this. um, You know, and it's it's not that, it's not, this is not a case where I go, oh, it's that 50 50 booking. This was just a kind of, it makes sense if you want to keep the title on Gunther. But this also is a perfect time to give the, the baby faces and Sheamus and, 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 and the brawling brutes a victory here. So I don't look at Absolutely. it as a 50/50 cheap way out. I just look at it as actually just keeping everybody elevated and, and live to fight another day, so to speak.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So a fun start here. Uh, we'll keep it moving on. Uh, and there was a little little teasing thing that happened, but I'll get, I'll save it. There was a little uh, little teasing action we got uh, of a cutaway video before. The men got brawling, uh, but we'll, we'll get to that later on. Moving to our second match, it is an all-out Extreme Rules match. This is for your SmackDown Women's Championship. This is between, of course, your defending champion Liv Morgan up against Ronda Rousey. Uh, so, again, all things can be used, so you can get a couple weapons thrown in here. Um, you know, kind of, again, your second match is always tough. You know, you're going to follow the first one, and sometimes second gets positioned as a kind of you're tucking it away. But, again, and you got to stand out because all things are Extreme Rules. I thought these two ladies tried. I it wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. Ultimately, though, I thought the finish was interesting. Ronda's going to get a submission hold on Liv Morgan, and Liv uh, never taps out, but she does the heroic thing. She just passes out. But nonetheless, the the decision is Ronda Rousey is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Jimmy, uh, was this a surprise to you?
2: A little bit of a surprise in the fact that I like the I I like the fact that the babyface here didn't tap out she passed out so it's that old saying that we talk about here all the time getting over without going over and I thought Liv delivered tonight showed some toughness and showed that she has some spunk and she can hang in there with uh, with people like Rhonda and the at the end of the match after the match was over cutting back to her in the ring and her smiling and I know a lot of people say well why is she smiling she just lost the title I think it was more along the lines of she's showing that she's she was happy that she showed toughness yeah i think that's the story being told so again um wasn't wasn't like over the top great but it was a good match a good showing for both ladies and ronda is a big name to, to have as your champion
0: yeah good good point there on the smiling aspect uh isa i mean ronda uh, do you have a you know ronda's back as champion so Issa, you know um or Liv, excuse me is uh you know title title first title reign at is done with are you okay with this are you are, are you fine going back to the bigger name and ronda rousey
1: I am. I am. I thought the right person won here. Um, the the wins, up, I don't know that they did Liv Morgan any favors the way they booked her title ring outside of her victory over Shayna Baszler. She never really defeated Ronda clean, right? I personally thought that the opportunity to do it would have been tonight, would have been an Extreme Rules match. I love the. I, I thought the match did get a little sloppy at times, but neither one of these women is known for extreme or even stipulation matches if we're being honest, right? Like, we don't really see them in these kind of stages. So I did think they tried. I know me and Jimmy talk about this a lot, especially with AEW, but there was a couple of spots that Rhonda and Liv did that we did see later on, and that kind of, like, remember they're not communicating the matches we saw the tying Liv up in the corner and beating her with the strap as soon as I saw that I'm like Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross are going to do that they have a strap mm-hmm. match why are they doing this spot but it was fun to see Ronda using her belt from her judo outfit to beat uh, Liv I really like that and also the spot with the apron we also saw it later on again mm-hmm. so I did I did catch that thanks to you Jimmy I told you I watch wrestling completely <laughs> different now thanks to you sorry but overall <laughs> it's all good it's all good but overall i like the psychology in the beginning with ronda not wanting to use any weapons because she continued to say that she didn't need weapons to be dangerous right and then just giving into it and but still not needing uh, a weapon finish to to win the match uh the table spot though she knows all that because immediately after she put live in the in the submission hole. So I wish that we would have waited a little bit longer before she got live in the submission. But overall they they tried. To me, this was this match was just probably at the bottom, not because it was bad, just because there was so much good wrestling on tonight.
0: Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, it was a little clunky. Like I said, it wasn't the worst, wasn't the best. But a very fair point by you. Uh, you're right there there were things and and, and i know, you know we call it on wednesday so let's let's call it on WWE saturday there mm-hmm. were some things that were repeat so i don't know if yeah. that was okay we're all tasked with the same thing which is extreme rules hardcore matches if that made everybody feel like they were limited in a box if anything i usually feel like that opens up the box of anything exactly. you could, of you could yeah. do but you're right we saw we did see some repeat spots so i, I am curious uh, as, as we are still um in the early days, and this is, and this is only what, the, I guess, third premium live event, SummerSlam, then Class of the Castle, and then this one. Mm-hmm. This is the only third premium live event under, the, again, the new dynamic and the new creative leadership. So I'm curious, maybe you know, are they pre-planning stuff as much as they previously did? Or are we having agents communicate? We're doing this. Don't take this Mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know something to watch for, but very fair point. Uh, that it is something to, to denote. And the, again, that we critique it elsewhere. So we'll, we'll call it out here, but
2: uh, it's all
1: Jimmy's fault. He's <laughs> catching things that I would have never noticed before.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> well, I, I'll take full blame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Ronda Rousey. So uh, tune in next Friday to see uh, what mm-hmm. is next for Ronda Rousey. Of course, we have a uh, crown jewel coming up in four, four weeks from today. And after that survivor series. So uh, take your pick as to where, she will be uh, yeah, mm-hmm. where her next big defense will be after this. All right, so coming up, strap match. As uh, Issa just mentioned, we're going to see a strap match here between Kerry and Cross and Drew McIntyre. Of course, love seeing the Kerry and Cross entrance here in front of this fifteen thousand plus crowd in Philadelphia. Uh, again, he and Scarlett just have such a such a such a package, such an appearance together. Strap match. Now, this is actually a little bit different than, than some of the other strap matches, I, and I'll, I'll defer to Jimmy with the rules here. Normally, mm-hmm. your more traditional strap matches, it is your strap. Uh, your, your, the two opponents are, are bound together by the strap, and normally it's not a matter of pinfall or submission. It is the matter of the whole four corner uh, tap the top turnbuckle pad of all four corners. <coughs> Right. That did not at all ever. That was not even teased. That wasn't even a way to win. This was a match that was mm-hmm. going to end by pinfall or submission. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy, before we get into the match itself, does that matter to you at all? Are you okay with that? Does does that make a strap match better or worse?
2: Um, it, it, it it's 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 a stipulation. that tapping the four corners is to help, especially you don't want a babyface to lose by pinfall or submission. It's an it's a way to get around. Not only babyface is a, a top heel as well. It's a way to get around having them submit or pin. In this case, I don't mind it because the way they, they they went about the finish still, despite the fact that Drew McIntyre did not win this match, they did it in a way where I don't think they did any damage to him. It still, it still worked.
0: Yeah, and then once we see the finish, which I'll get to in here in a second, it definitely makes the finish more exciting for it to be what it was versus uh, a handicapped Drew McIntyre and then Cross is walking around tapping the four. That would have been much. That would have been pretty anticlimactic considering things. So, uh, sorry. So the, they are uh, they are supposed to be bound together by strap, but we get a little bit of a brouhaha before the bell actually rings. Cross never actually gets the strap attached to him. Drew's got it, but Cross ends up attacking Drew. They fight a little bit in the crowd, fight ringside, uh, and I'm a fan of this. If if a match has the right kind of build and heat, I like when they do this. Sometimes when you get uh, some action before the official bell rings, they do this here. I, I was fine with it. Um. Yeah, these two guys—it's back and forth. They're using a the strap. they are the dynamics are there. Scarlet's making herself her presence known. She's going to make uh, the biggest impact though, as uh, it looks like we are going to get the Claymore kick as Drew starts counting down, and then Scarlet appears and, and 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 hits his face with pepper spray, uh, mm-hmm. pretty aggressively, and that's going to lead to Cross hitting that behind the uh, head, behind the neck, uh, cro- like that forearm or elbow. I think I think it's called the Cross Hammer. Uh, but so Cross is going to get the victory then by pinfall. So to my, to my asking of Jimmy, a better ending that way of Drew fighting pepper sprayed eyes and then getting pinned versus again Cross walking around and just nonchalantly hitting all four corners. Um, overall, though, Carrying Cross stands tall, gets a win uh, on a premium live event. I think that's important, Issa, because I, I was trying to figure this one. I even had this match potentially pegged as as ending the night. I didn't know. Uh, I think very important here for Carrying Cross to get the victory. What say you?
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I I called this yesterday. It's his first official match back. We've seen a lot of appearances, but we hadn't seen him in a match. I, I personally expected for Carrion Cross to win, but they keep protecting Drew, which is good for him. He keeps on on being beaten by outside interferences and people having help. So we're not just giving him all of these L's without reasoning behind it. Right. Um, yeah, I thought this was fun. They, they, they beat each other up. Like some of those traps, uh, sounded just brutal. And we just saw Drew take a beating yesterday on SmackDown. They had an excellent segment that really hyped up this match. I think it lived up to the hype. I was, I was a little bothered by the first, like, what five six minutes of it going on without it being a strap match um but they they got to roll throughout the stadium and i always kind of fought for that but yeah overall this was fun and i thought the scarlet did what she's supposed to do so good for him
0: jimmy for cross uh,
1: getting his first win
0: absolutely jimmy steven marco with a super chat he asked does the cross drew finish lead to a rematch
2: well, I think it should because of the outside interference and and like I said, uh, to a certain extent, it protected Drew by having the outside interference and the pepper spray in the eyes and being blinded and the whole bit. So uh, again, uh, do you do that and then have you know carrying walk around to four corners and tap them? No, to take advantage of the situation. And this in this instance, it I think it worked.
0: So I, I w- I'll be curious. That's a great question by Stephen. You know, if we do get a rematch, Jimmy says he thinks so because of, of the interference. Um, obviously, Cross has been very vocal that, you know, he's doing this to get a victory and then to move himself in contention to challenge and become the, und- you know, the universal un- undisputed universal champion, ha- holding all things that Roman Reigns holds. Obviously, we know Roman's next official match is a crown jewel against Logan Paul. We all kind of assume Roman's going to win that, uh, so it will be curious timeline wise what this means here. And of course, Roman and the Bloodline are heels, even though it's kind of like a polarizing heel. Roman's kind of even above heel or face; he's just kind of his own his own universe. Uh, and Cross is very much a heel, so that's what I'm watching for. Is that I almost want to see is Cross going to try to start to challenge at Roman, and then is Drew going to come back and say, "No, no, 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 you're mm-hmm. not done with me just yet." Mm-hmm. You know, things to things to watch right. for here. Right, absolutely. Um. Yeah, and that and that strap. Some of the, you know, I don't. I don't think we classify this as a gimmick strap. That's a strap. That was no. a. That was a, that was a strap leaving strap marks on
2: yep. Definitely one thousand percent, and it's not pleasant.
1: Yeah. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. That that it sounded incredible. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. Well, it's uh. It's almost sounds as incredible as when you have a a, a long braid of hair of Bianca Belair's being slapped against your flesh
2: reading we, my mind.
0: Here we go with a uh, the uh raw women's championship match. It's a ladder match. Bianca Belair defending her title up against Bailey. Uh so these two women are going to work uh using the ladders, uh some 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 simple ladder match psychology. We are mm-hmm. going to get damage control. They're going to make uh, some interference, but they're going to regret it as Bianca is then going to grab both uh EO and Dakota and they and she is going to Double KOD them. So she has them both stacked on her shoulders. KODs. All I could think is, boy, Bianca must be a queen in the gym with the squats to hold this kind of weight on her shoulders mm-hmm. uh, and to perform that the way she did. Pretty impressive. And then for the big finish, uh, she's going to grab Bailey, and Bailey is going to be holding a ladder across the, her upper body. And we're going to see the KOD, and Bailey's going to land uh mm-hmm. onto this ladder for the kod that's then going to lead to bianca going up to the top grabbing the title and uh retaining uh it's also going to have again some hair whips in the process mm-hmm. uh, overall i thought this match kind of got better as it went on i thought this was a really nice build mm-hmm. uh yes. isa uh bianca belair retaining the title uh i i'm fine with it what about you did, did you think bailey and this new form group needed to get it or was or is this still bianca's time
1: I thought Bailey was going to get it here just because damage control has momentum. Um, but we did see the visual of Bailey climbing the ladder at the end of Raw. So, you know, wrestling 101 will tell you she's not going <laughs> to succeed at the pay-per-view. I really, really enjoyed this match. Uh, I, I personally thought that Bianca it's just incredible. She just keeps doing all of these things that you just can't believe. I don't know how she keeps outdoing herself. And even if you go into the match, maybe rooting for her opponent, she makes you turn around and root for her at some point in the match. And that is so amazing. And not a lot of people can manage to do that. Uh, I love the spot where she pushed Bailey off, like when Bailey tried to catch her in the ladder and she just like lifted it up and pushed her off. Incredible. I think the only weird thing that I have nitpicked here is that we didn't see Alexa or Asuka but we did see damage control but that's okay because that goes to show you that Bianca ultimate babyface doesn't need any help Mm -hmm. to win
0: well I think they did acknowledge that at one point when the numbers game came into place I think I think commentary said that uh Alexa needs or Alexa and Asuka were both injured Mm -hmm. um because of raw so that was kind of their explanation of why there's no help coming Jimmy you are you're a veteran and an expert in refereeing Mm -hmm. ladder matches uh Mm -hmm. how did this one uh do for you
2: I, I enjoyed it very much, and one of the reasons I enjoyed it was, like you said, it started off uh, and, and progressively built up, to. and the crowd, you can tell, the crowd was getting more invested as the match went along, and they took their time to tell their story. They didn't rush into it and just do spot after spot after spot just to get that, uh, that ooh-ah reaction. They told a great story. They did some nice spots. They, t- they worked a hell of a match, and they worked hard, too. The only thing, and like, like Isa said, the, the nitpicky thing I had, with the match was there were two times in the match once, once by each competitor where the ladder was set up under the, under the title hanging and they both took the ladder down to do something, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they could have grabbed another ladder other than that. Oh. You know what I mean? Why, why take yes. the ladder again That's You know, it's a little, you know, people say, well, why are you being so nitpick? It's there, grab another ladder, do your spot and then you can go to your climb and, and, you know, tease a, tease a, a false finish there climbing the ladder it's funny that
1: you mentioned that because I had that issue going back sorry to the uh Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey match because at one point Liv grabbed a chair and walked right by Ronda to get the chair in the ring and I'm like why did you do that just beat her up with the freaking chair she's right Mm -hmm. there so it's just little things that make sense yeah I agree with you
0: yeah and there was even right right before the finish of Bianca going and grabbing Bailey to do the K.O.D. with Bailey holding the ladder. Bianca went and started fussing with another ladder and doing something, and then she—it's almost like she aborted that plan. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if there was just miscommunication of what what needed to be where. um I mean, these matches are tricky, and Jimmy, you could give insight to this if you wanted. These matches are any any match that deals with ladders, tables, and such—they're tricky because obviously you need to get them in place. Mm-hmm. You need to have you know, you might set it up as a red herring, and, and you don't get to it until towards the end. You know, it is tricky. It's kind of like you, you want to have certain ones set up, then there's other times where the referee needs to clear said debris because it's not mm-hmm. needed anymore and it's just going to get in the way. So right. these can be tricky. So I, I kind of probably uh, would attribute all the things that we are just noticing here just to you know, bailing and Bianca not having a ton of ladder matches in their experience. It, it,
2: exactly. And again, those are things that you end up learning afterwards is in hindsight, when you go back and watch the match, you know, you think oh, I shouldn't have taken that ladder down. I should have just grabbed the one that was beside it or something like that. But uh, yeah, that, that comes with experience. You know what I mean? And, and we don't, we haven't seen many ladder matches lately. So, uh, hey, you know, I got to put my, take my hats off to the lady because they did work hard and they, they told a hell of a story and had a hell of a match.
1: And mean, let me I add. Had to add, I'm sorry, Justin. Okay. I just wanted to add because you made that comment and it just made me very happy to just see how normal it has become in WWE for women with stipulation matches. I remember just a few years ago we were celebrating the first off or it was so rare to see a women's ladder match or Hell in a Cell. It doesn't matter anymore. Both women matches tonight had a stipulation. They killed it in their own way. And it's just mm-hmm. awesome that it's just becoming a normal thing.
0: Yeah, you hold the women to the same standards. It doesn't need yeah. to be a novel thing that they're having the same kind of you know. It's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some chats we get to before we do though, Jimmy. I want to ask you um, mm-hmm. again. Have you, you you've been? I don't even want to say you've been the referee for ladder matches because referees are kind of there at ringside to kind of they're there at ringside as a presence of authority. But at the end of the day, all you're doing is verifying in, in fact that, that that the winner grabbed the title. You've Mm -hmm. been out there for so many, though. Obviously, all the famous TLC matches. Mm -hmm. Um, how much did you get into the weeds with the performers? Of what are the spots to the and I asked this to the point of like, how much did you know? Okay, these letters do need to be used, these are here for extra props. They need them like, did you get in the weeds, or was it a case of hey, this is an easy one for me? All I gotta do is stand out here and just make sure I give these guys time cues they're going to do the thing. And, and I don't got to count anything. Like how involved did you get with ladder matches given what your role was
2: For, as best as I could, because, uh, you know, as you know, Justin and he said, I was also part of the crew. So after I was done my crew duties, you know, I would get my match assignments and I would find the guys, especially during TLC matches that were in the matches. And I would just sit there and listen, just listen and listen. And if there was something that was, uh, um, Uh, I wasn't quite getting I say sorry guys I I hate to interrupt but what would you like uh, us to do because it's usually more than one referee out there for these matches but is there anything you'd like us to do in this situation or is there somewhere you need us and stuff like that but mostly I'd be like a fly on the wall and listen and kind of you know keep keep mental notes you know what I mean Uh, and there was one uh, instance like you said uh, uh, our job there is to make sure they get them the times make sure that that stuff is not in the way when it needs to be and also that everybody's okay after especially big spots but i don't know if you remember wrestlemania 17 the tlc match there when when jeff was hanging from the uh, from the uh the titles and just before yeah. edge just before edge jumps off the ladder and spears him off you can see me down in the corner dragging that ladder trying to get it out from the ring kind of like pulling it to the side going i hope they don't land on this thing (laughs) you know what i mean it it was on its side and open and i'm like how do i do this without with being discreet at the same time and you see this little bald head over there trying to
0: anyway but i was there i was there a lot it was my first man i remember seeing your bald head pulling aside (laughs) that's cool it's that's something it's 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 an interesting situation because you're right you're out there it's usually you and other refs but you're not there to count three or count anything you're just kind of there is authority to the auditors there's authority of course mm-hmm. you know as noted you're there to you know help i guess uh, guide along things uh some chats here well this is a freebie this comes across for isa demon diva and bunny ears enough said all right R- relax michael relax a little little cold water on yourself uh let's get a uh, sega genesis here 20 puck oh, uh, two sega genesis uh first one too many ladder matches for forgo the actual goal of the match psychology for the sake of high spots and end up stuck on stupid bianca and bailey had one of the most logical sensible ladder matches i've seen in years okay and then Sega agreed. yep absolutely continues great storytelling in the match bianca goes for it bailey cuts her off bailey tries to keep her down but has to eventually risk her own body to do it when that fails help arrives but bianca uh for the win so all right so two Mm -hmm. good chats here by sega uh noting which i think we all kind of agree with it was a yes
1: you know yeah
0: was well done here um anything else for this particular match i don't believe so um so yeah so bianca going into monday night going into the season premiere of raw in brooklyn um
2: still uh, just, your raw woman still champion.
0: your champion so we'll yes. see what is up next for mm-hmm. bianca all right going into an i quit match here edge versus finn Balor. Oh. a <laughs> <Damn. laughs> couple things to note here um Finn Balor coming out. I believe this is new music. He he's mm-hmm. new, He's normally is coming a out a
1: remix of his old theme.
0: It huh. is. It, it's got a dark kind of tone to his thing. It's even got. It's got a tone, and he even did the thing where normally the fans, when he's a babyface, do the whole arms up and the lights go up. So a little new spin to his music. So he's not coming out to the music that Judgment Day comes out to as, as a whole. He's got his own music. He's coming out with this mask on. Uh, so you know, a little fresh coat of paint on this heel, Finn Balor. Um, To which commentary is even going to note how, you know, even though he's even the first Universal Champion in history, that maybe he's always been missing that little bit of an edge, no pun intended. But tonight, Mm -hmm. there's just a look at him that he's finally there, that he's finally as dangerous as possible, as he possibly could be. Michael Cole, given great history, the first I quit match ever in pro wrestling history is in 1970 for the (laughs) All Atlantic title. The first one in WWE is in 1995 at WrestleMania 11 between Brett and Bob Backlund. Of -hmm. course, there's the Rumble 99 between Rock and Foley. There's the 05 between Cena and JBL. Great trip down memory lane. I love the fact we can acknowledge history and old years again. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I gotta say this though, <clears> there's <throat> a lot to unpack with this. Let's start here. This crowd, to me, was very flat for this match live mm-hmm. until they got into the crowd fighting. But for right. the first however many minutes, I just I kept making this note this crowd felt flat. They're even starting to do rogue. We want Wyatt chance. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I say that that's, that's the lie, but all three of us, obviously not there live. We're watching on, on Peacock. I thought it was coming across better on TV. And I give Michael Cole a, a bulk of the credit because he was really diving into what that competitor's feeling like right now. And of course, referee Chad Patton is right there mm-hmm. with the microphone asking these guys. So Issa to us, we're getting full context of what they could be going through and thinking and why Chad Patton's asking them and and could this be it. But I feel like to the live crowd, they're just kind of sitting there waiting for some big reveal of something. Mm -hmm. And then they're just hearing a bunch of, "Uh, uh, no,
2: I don't quit.
1: (laughs) Imagine what the neighbors thought if you were watching that out loud in a sound system. (laughs) Ugh. No, I'm, I no. personally More.
0: thought that's what's going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never <laughs> anyways. I personally thought that maybe the crowd wasn't so hot because this match has stages to it. There was really good storytelling. But the first, before they got into the crowd, they were just wrestling. It felt very mm. technical. They were just kind of wrestling each other, and I quit match. Maybe they were expecting for all of this drama that we did get. But the, were they expecting for it in the first five minutes? No, you gotta build up to it. You know, mm-hmm. they gotta go a little foreplay. We gotta go out for dinner first. We gotta get some drinks. So I was perfectly okay with it. But I feel like the crowd. Got- <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, you say you know what that makes me think of this this week on social, yeah. on Twitter. This week on Twitter, I saw one of those viral things where it's like you know, it wants you to quote tweet it. And like the <laughs> viral thing was, what's something you can say? during sex that you can also say during thanksgiving dinner you know and it was you know it was, it was that. and so that's what that's what i kind of got to it's like what could you say during sex that you can also say in an i quit match you know and it's like ask him again
1: and ask him
0: give me more go to hell
1: my favorite part was on the beginning. The ref is like Jimmy, sorry, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk about no. the ref here. But the ref no, was so. just like getting the mic in there after every spot. But then when they're doing like crazy spots, the ref is nowhere to be found to ask anybody, mm-hmm. if they quit. I'm like, when they were doing nothing, he was everywhere. And then when mm-hmm. they're like killing each other out in the crowd, you couldn't find him. What was that? Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, again, it's the little things that, that 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 help in the storytelling. That was one of the situations where I agree with you. He said that didn't make sense. All
0: right, so let me go through because there's a lot of levels to this. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're kind of it is what it is. There, you know, does he quit? No, you just put an armbar on him. He's not going to quit off the armbar. <laughs> we, we we build, build, build. They go into the crowd, and this the energy comes up then because they're right there in the crowd. I mean, they're they're really fighting up close. They're up, up the stairs. They're doing all kinds of things. Uh, you know. Or uh, Michael Cole's making references of, of oh it's like the Sandman out in the crowd in Philly you know some fun fun callbacks here we finally get back into the ring um, we do see Damian Priest and Dominic they come out to interfere um, Edge is then going to spear Finn into them so he takes all three of them so it looks like oh, Edge is looks kind awesome of
1: spot. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah it looks like he has kind of neutralized that of the judgment day, But while he's in the corner getting ready to deliver the spear again which could be the you know, the nail in the coffin so to speak Rhea Ripley pops out of nowhere, and she handcuffs Edge to the top
1: rope. My dream come (laughs) true.
0: So now Edge is handcuffed. He's got all three of the male uh, Judgment Day uh, members just surrounding him like hyenas. And then here comes Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio comes out. He takes out Finn. He takes out Priest. And then Dom just lays out his father. Yes, mm-hmm. and to fill it, and and I don't know, I don't know if it was real or if it was piped in. Somebody that was there can chime in, but at least how again how it came off on TV, it sounded like this place all wanted to just kill Dominic. It was mm-hmm. great. So Dominic takes Not out me. Ray. I thought
1: it was great. Go Dom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now it looks like you know Dom's just took out Ray. And, um, and, 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 and we have, uh, then Beth Phoenix, she pops up. Beth Phoenix unlocks. She gets, she attacks Rhea Ripley with the kendo stick, gets mm-hmm. the key off of Rhea, unlocks edge. so now edge is once again, a free man, no longer handcuffed, but then Rhea is going to take out Beth with some brass knuckles, a shot right to the back of the head. And Beth is out cold, lifeless. The judgment day members, priests, Dom and Finn, all kind of mafia style or just holding edge. They're punching him. They're smack talking him, everything all while he has to sit there just feet away from his wife being just a lifeless body. And then Rhea grabs two chairs and proceeds to tease that she is going to concerto Beth. And that forces the baby face edge to say, I quit, leave her alone. I quit. I'm done. Bell rings, Finn's the winner but then Rhea just kind of gives a big "fu" and can chair toes her anyways. Good golly on the drama here. Jimmy mm-hmm. Corderas, take it away. Well, uh,
2: I, if, if I recall correctly, I think somebody, uh, predicted, not predicted, but thought that that kind of scenario, the only way to get edge to, to say,
1: it was me. It was I, me. I, I called I said, it to a T. Thank you.
2: And, uh, you know what I mean? It was, uh, I think it was executed just dramatically perfect. It, 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 you know what I mean? Here's a guy who has to watch his wife in peril and threatening her with a concerto, especially and and that's you see you could do whatever you want to edge, and he would never quit. You know, and he kept saying go to hell and all that sort of stuff. But you you heard his family family first, right? And even though he did say I quit, and when she hit that concerto, you heard that heel you know, heat. It just it was just massive. And and I think they got what they wanted. And where this leads, we shall see.
0: Isa, what did you think of this?
1: well, those who watched the wrestling in podcast last night know that I called this exact same scenario to a T. Mm-hmm. So just 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 saying. Even though it was predictable for me, I really enjoyed the drama of this match. Mm-hmm. I just loved everything about it. Poor Damien though. He got beat up by everybody tonight. Um, I, I need to see Bet Phoenix against Rhea Ripley at some mm-hmm. point. But this match delivered. It had everything that you could want. It felt like a movie going on in one movie there was like in one match so many things happening like I said it started very technical they move on to a big spot of the match in the crowd which I always really enjoyed. they come back you get the drama the judgment day side note you get the drama between Ray and Dominic Mysterio you get the storyline with Beth and Rhea Ripley at the same time Edge having to say being forced to say I quit I I personally thought this was Mm -hmm. chef kiss very well done even with all the outside interferences it didn't feel like it was just messy it felt like everything made sense everything had a story and we were going somewhere with it
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's check out some uh, some chats here. <laughs> mm-hmm. before we get to the super chats, this is this is a free one that floated across the fence, which is kind of funny to me.
2: Uh,
0: uh, C- Cendric, she says, uh, my ex husband would have left me to get *Concerto*. To be honest. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Thanks for sharing. All right, uh, mm-hmm. Antoine Fair. Yeah. Antoine says, "I feel so bad." I feel like I couldn't give full attention. Mets playing for their playoff lives. I'll say this: Edge versus Baylor. Holy crap! And Bray. Mm-hmm.
2: We'll get to that. We'll get
1: there. The Mets. The Mets Do live on think, one more day. The Mets got, live on one more day.
2: I hear you, buddy. But uh, 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 today the Blue Jays uh, really disappointed me. And and the thing going forward, I mentioned this to Justin before that uh, you know having these premium live events on a Saturday night up here in Canada, it's hockey night in Canada. So that's uh, uh, allegiance is torn. <laughs>
1: Can we get an F in the chat for Jimmy's Blue Jays, please?
2: <laughs> yeah. No,
1: okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, I'll no, let you know I, how it goes. No, the, the
2: the way the way they blew it today.
1: That, yeah. You know, it was no horrible. Ch- like I think they were up what seven to one. Eight to one. Eight to one. Like oh Ooh. my god. Yeah. Damn, talk about choking. Anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Marvin. He says war games with Rhea and Beth now, please.
2: I could see that and uh Judgment Day versus Team Edge and Ray or whatever in case maybe mm-hmm. maybe the first time Ray decides he's going to do something to his son.
0: Yeah, I mean they really hold I mean that we're seeing little bits and pieces of uh, Dom with him but mm-hmm. not they're they're really holding off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see him getting pixelated my signals dropping down. I don't I can change things but I don't know if I can change things and and not disrupt things. Right. So so bear with me guys if I'm a little pixelated I apologize. I want to disco, change it.
1: Disco cobal labar
0: yeah. yeah, I think I'm all right. <laughs> okay, looking better. We'll see. Uh, Sheed Black says, "Uh, Finn got his mask idea from Kanye West. Match reminded me of WrestleMania 13 with Brett and Austin. The match was 10 out of 10. So much drama, hmm.
1: but the drama made sense, and that's what I appreciated yes. about it.
2: Exactly. Well, you got two guys in there that can tell stories, and uh, you know, especially with Edge. Edge is uh, uh, one of the best storytellers out there.
1: And regardless of how it happened a win over edge good for finn good for finn
0: uh leonza duncan says Rhea has to has to be the one to beat bianca royal rumble winner oh, that's interesting
1: hmm. uh, we, we we still owe that match remember we were supposed to get it then ria ripley got injured and it was never brought up again so i'm hmm. ready for that match okay
0: right. and what else do we have here uh a little, little trolling on me here, Jim. Saying what was worse at the, who was worse at the job, Carson Wentz or Steve Lombardi? Commanders suck. All right, Uh-oh. all right. Keep your shots to yourself, <laughs> there, Jim.
1: Oh. Um,
2: that wasn't me, though, by the way, because even though our teams are uh, clashing tomorrow,
0: uh, Athletic mind, I did not miss your super chat. As I said earlier, we will get to them when it's time to get to them. Mm-hmm. Um. So be patient. Yes. Part, of me is, part of me is wondering. I'm wondering if I can. I'm wondering if I can leave. I want to, I can switch something to my internet, but I'm afraid if I leave, I don't think it should hurt the broadcast. I think it should keep. Going it's not going to
1: end the broadcast. It's it's just going to like. <laughs>
0: All right, you guys, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at I'm looking at the program. I can see I'm getting pixelated. And I saw the the, not the now, Wi-Fi, I think. No, you no, know, it's better now. Well, no, what you yeah. see, Jimmy's fine. I'm watching the. I can see the YouTube thing. I'm wondering. I could leave real quick and I could switch my internet thing and maybe be better. I don't want to get into the heart of this and, and mm-hmm. uh, be be looking like a Nintendo game the whole time. Gotcha. I mean, if, if you guys if you guys want to fill for like a minute without me, you can do that.
1: I got
0: you. All right, you think, <laughs> that were I can leave without it. Won't. Uh, <laughs> I guess so I can leave and it won't end it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna ask Jimmy if he the, Jimmy which I quit my the UF.
0: All right, I'm gonna yeah. leave. I'll be back. Oh my
2: goodness, I'm trying to think back. Uh, it's, I wish I could remember. I, it's one of those things where you think back and I
1: quit. I quit. Did I do an I quit match. You
2: well, know, I've done. The so I'm asking
1: matches. is I want I want to know the psychology behind mm-hmm. what I was telling you that kind of like irked me, which was the referee coming in and out with the mic. Like when is mm-hmm. it? Like how do you know when is the right time to go and ask? Do you quit? Do you not quit? I know there's the the right. the good old ask him from the wrestlers, right? But mm-hmm. there was there was a lot of spots there in the beginning where I didn't feel it was necessary to stick the mic in their faces. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, you know, obviously when they're in a hold, you can do, you know, almost like a, so what do you say? Do you quit? And that's it. And as the match progresses, now you start to get, as a referee too, you're starting to, so what do you say? Do you quit? You know, your intensity level starts to, and you start to maybe have a little concern in your voice. Come on, what do you say? Do you quit? You know, it, it escalates as the match goes on as well.
1: Right. Right, so you kind of like just reading the, the reading the crowd, reading the match, and and that's when you figure it out. But I do mm-hmm. love the intensity because I want that. Right when when there's so many like brutal spots, the ref should be like, please say I quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome Don't back, Lavar. You look great. Yeah,
0: thank you. My good now, you're good now. I think I knew what happened. I I was uh, I was I, I normally go into these, and I normally make sure I'm hardwired in with Ethernet. Mm-hmm. I had the Wi-Fi selected earlier. And I think my wife is probably going to bed, and she's probably streaming Netflix or something. And I, and, and so, so I'm like, oh damn it! Just before we get to the main event, I'm like, right. be, yeah. let me jump out of this and get back to the Ethernet. Mm-hmm. All right, if I'm good. If I'm yes, good, I'm good. All right, mm-hmm. it, it's it's live, folks. This is this is the benefit of getting to be part of this live, is you get to see okay. it all. There's no dress rehearsal. All right. Uh, we do get a backstage. This has been going on all night. Uh, Miz is kind of uh, he's playing birthday parties and he's 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 dodging uh, any any danger. He's going to go talk to Triple H. Uh, Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's he's there. And of course, you know, Miz is paranoid these days mm-hmm. about who's under what you know, costume and mask. Uh, he starts to attack Gritty. Only for Dexter Loomis to appear behind him and once again just choke the Miz out. Um, So Dexter Loomis and Gritty uh, walk off into the sunset together. Um, What are we leading to, Issa? I mean, am I supposed to be cheering Dexter Loomis?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure what any of this means. Oh. And I've been watching way too many serial killer documentaries. So so Dexter mm. is putting the mist to sleep makes me
0: uncomfortable. Yeah. Have you been watching Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh. No,
2: and, and I got to say, you know, usually I'm a, I'm a proponent of take your time, tell your story, but this now is starting to feel like it's dragging on. Yeah, And we need to get to the, a reason why. He is doing this stalking and this, uh, you know.
1: Split. I will say one thing about this. It's like after, like, Loomis walks away with the mascot. We just hear, like, it's quiet. And we just hear Michael say happy birthday, Miss. <laughs> I pop for that.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: Thought it was great. The, the little things, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got to, I, I would hope that they are going to, again, I don't know how you have a season premiere on something. has no off season, but it's a season premiere overall. Raw. We're in Brooklyn. Uh, We're loading up the big guns. I'd hope they have that they have been building to this to some something that'll happen on that show, Um, because yeah, you know, right. It is we're getting to the point now where it was cool the first few weeks, and Loomis is back. Different way to bring somebody back, but I'm just I don't know what. Like we need a reason of why. Why is he doing this? And again, why are we cheering? I know the Miz is like one of the best heels they have. He's like one of the most unlikable, but. You know, we've crossed into the line of you know this guy's stalking his house where his wife and kids are. And right, absolutely. So we'll see. Uh, Super chat here coming in. Uh, Peter says, "Random question: What do you guys think of GCW? Do you think they'll eventually get a bigger? They'll, they'll eventually get bigger with distribution deals or remain a niche company?" Um, uh.
1: Do you guys see that Moxley lost today at GCW?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see that, but but easy the fact you brought yeah. it up is, is part of my opinion, which is uh so moxley had this match against nick gage right um, yeah
1: career like if nick gage lost he had to retire mm-hmm.
0: right. right and then the news came out last night and he said forgive me i did not watch you and Glenn, so i don't know if you talked about it but the, the press release yeah. came out last night of john moxley's been signed to another five years of the EW, not just as a talent but also as a mentor and a coach mm-hmm. uh, good good pr move right now um and uh and but it also in the press release how he will continue to work with our partners and they name new Japan which kind of made me believe he'll finish up whatever he has right now, commitment wise, like this match with GCW, but he's probably done doing some of these other things, which if I'm Tony Khan, that's the right way to do. You're making big investment in this guy. You don't need him going off, risking injury risk, you know, using up his bump count and such elsewhere. So,
1: I always thought Mox was going to lose this because when mm-hmm. this was, this was booked months ago, Mox wasn't supposed to be an AEW champ going into this match. So I was actually curious if they were going to call an audible because you don't want your AEW world champ losing, you know, on a GCW show. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, when this was booked, Moxley wasn't supposed to be holding the title. So I always mm-hmm. thought, assume regardless of the news, that Mox was losing this match because Nick Gage is like the face of GCW. You don't have him retired. Like you don't do that. Right. And I do think that will remain a small niche company. I think GCW shows are a lot of fun because of the atmosphere. If they become Mm -hmm. bigger, it will lose that.
2: Yeah. And and you look at it right now, you have two big companies out there. Obviously, you have WWE, you have AEW. Impact Wrestling, people, uh, you know, I hope they're not sleeping on that because I think they're doing some good stuff. at at Impact. Oh, Bound for
1: Glory was a blast.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and... uh, you know, you've got uh, NWA as well. There's a lot of companies out there. MLW is uh, is all right as well. You know what I mean? So uh, is there enough room out there? And are, you know, television stations actively looking to expand their wrestling, uh, you know, on, on their stations? So you know what I mean? Right. I, 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 there's already plenty out there to watch.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I just think if you're something like GCW, I think it's just... You have you have a hardcore audience uh, and, and a loyal audience, great. But I mean, what about what you're doing is going to be attractive to a mainstream, big dollar advertisers? Is what I write uh,
1: their style of matches, their style of commentary is not going to attract a mainstream network kind of deal. No, they will have to change a lot.
2: And Here's Brandon, the- oh, sorry, and Brandon Impact with their 100 fans, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Their product is still a very good t- uh,
0: wrestling product. I think the best hope for a GCW would be if, if AEW is here for the long haul, which I think they are. I I really do. I don't think, you know, AEW is not going anywhere. And obviously Tony has the money. If Tony ever launches a, a, some kind of AEW network, you know, um, and if he need if he wants to populate that with content and hit some of the, some of the different niche audiences, I could see if he had a a money-making network, him, you know, buying buying gcw and say look i'll I'll fund you and i know and we'll put your stuff on this network so that way there's that there's that Mm -hmm. uh entree on the buffet for people i think that's honestly gcw's best hope is have somebody like a tony khan who's just a wrestling and i mean this in the most affectionate way i really do he was a wrestling nerd who would just want to support that product
1: aren't we all aren't we all
0: we are that's what i mean i i didn't want that i wasn't i'm not mm-hmm. i said that with the most love because we all are he's just the wrestling nerd with a billion dollars so if he wanted to do that that's what he would do yeah um, so that's what i think all right it is time for the main event yes! Before the main event <laughs> is how i'll phrase this it is our fight pit match it is matt riddle up against seth rollins um, Daniel Cormier is your special ref, Braun Breaker, your NXT champion. He's there ringside. Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw Nikita
1: Alliance earlier as well. And I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of Triple H bringing the people in the crowd shots because we saw mm-hmm. that a lot in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, just the rules here in the fight pit there is you can only win by tap out, uh, KO, or a uh, standing 10 count from the ref. Again, ref is Daniel Cormier, UFC mm-hmm. legend. Uh, we see Matt Riddle. We see Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins doing a little RVD tribute as they're in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. There are some, again, once again, we want what Wyatt Chance going on. For those who didn't see this, just describe it. It is the WWE ring, four sides,
2: mm-hmm.
0: 20 by 20 ring, no ropes. They remove the ropes and turnbuckles. It is a cage that is flush up against the ring within a square catwalk above that. Uh, also lined by chain link fence, so there's no ropes, no turnbuckle. is you're essentially in just a four sided cage within a catwalk to go up, uh, and of course somebody has to jump or fall from it, which we mm-hmm. definitely see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we early on though, both guys kind of disrespecting Daniel Cormier. Cormier is having to, th- you know, Cormier is getting a little physical with them. They're 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 swap, you know, throwing elbows at him. He's telling them you're you're not here to fight me. So it kind of establishes Cormier in there. They eventually do get up to that platform that uh, to, to fight on. But as commentary is trying to sell, no decision can happen up there. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, it's the equivalent, Jimmy, of being on the outside of the ring mm-hmm. when it's a traditional match, whereas no pinfall or submission can take place on the outside. So he's trying to say, whatever you guys do up there is irrelevant. you got to get back down here. Eventually, um, Rollins kind of casually falls from there after getting hit by a move from uh, Riddle. Riddle does the big spot. He jumps from the top platform, hitting the Floating Bro, which is basically just a diving uh, mm-hmm. splash but he lands on his back rather than his chest on a Riddle. Looks pretty damn painful. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, uh, Riddle's going to get Rollins into a triangle choke, and Rollins is going to tap. So, Rollins he- finally gets a victory on... Or, excuse me, Riddle finally gets a victory on Rollins after mm-hmm. all this and all how heated it is. Let's stick with just this match first. Uh, right. Issa, uh... Do you agree with this match? Were you entertained by the fight pit of Matt Riddle beating Seth Rollins?
1: I was extremely entertained by this match. First of all, in the beginning, I forgot about Cormier. There was so Mm -hmm. much going on tonight that when he was coming out, I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. Um, He he probably had a blast out there knowing that he's a huge wrestling fan, right? As soon as Seth Rollins came out, I was here for this match with the RVD uh, tribute. I I just love everything that Seth has been doing from his gear and just the mind games that he plays. The match was a lot of fun. Uh, Pointing out, once again, we went from an ask him to a count him (laughs) match Mm -hmm. like back to back (laughs) there Mm -hmm. was so many like count him my favorite was when Seth was trying to get Cormier to count uh, Riddle when they were in the platform and Cormier Mm -hmm. was like I can't count up there like I thought that was funny the RKO's were incredible we miss you Randy whatever Mm -hmm. you are we miss you uh yeah this was fun it was a great way for Riddle to to kind of like get his win back on Seth I'm not a big fan of Seth losing and getting a title match tomorrow on Raw, so I personally thought Seth was going to win here again because mm-hmm. he's getting a United States Championship shot tomorrow. Um, but that being said, was I overall entertained? Yes, I was a little bit confused because the rules were a little bit different from the NXT fight pit, um, mm-hmm. but overall, fun. It was lit. It was the whole the whole show, honestly, and we haven't even gotten to the best part, but this whole show, excellent. Mm-hmm. It delivered.
0: Yeah, Jimmy, uh, t- to Issa's point um... – I, that was my thought. and I thought, okay, well, they're setting up Rollins is challenging Bobby Lashley on Raw for U.S. Mm-hmm. title. I mean, he can't lose this, can he? But at the same point, Riddle also needs a win because Riddle, mm-hmm. you know, R- Riddle's getting his family's name tossed in the mud or whatever. I mean, how, how did you, what did you make of this?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm 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 kind of like six or one half a dozen of the other because, like you said, uh, you know, going into tomorrow—not uh, tomorrow night, but Monday night—he's got that United States Championship match against Bobby Lashley. So, what does that say going into the match that he lost tonight? Does that mean you know that th- they find a way for him to come emerge from Raw on Monday night as the new United States Champion? Obviously, there's a way to do it while still protecting Bobby, but at the same time. Uh, it, it's got to be creative. It's got to be different. It's got to be something that nobody sees coming. And, and uh, you know, and the, the only other thing about this match that I found interesting was the crowd being a little bit quieter than I expected during this match. And it's, I, I think a lot to do with, you know, their expectations of what was yet to come. I think people were waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting. And, and, it, and it kind of from, from an investment standpoint, they were wait, almost like it was, they were waiting for the, Uh, either interference during the match to happen or the match to end so they can get what they were hoping to get.
1: Which is why I believe they booked it shorter and I thought that Mm -hmm. was smart. I think at that point because they stopped showing thesis after a little while and all that I think at that point they were like let's book this main event a little bit shorter because people are just going to be paying attention to what they came Mm -hmm. here to see.
0: Sure. And yeah, and and, and actually as a, as a response to Sheed Black's uh, comedy, the main event was too short. I blinked and missed it. I agree. I think they knew this doesn't need to drag on too long mm-hmm. because, you know, we know what we want to get to ultimately um, in this mm-hmm. whole thing. So, All right, so let's go ahead and get to it. This is what everybody's been waiting for. We're 58 minutes and change in. So uh, Riddle gets the win. The fight pick comes up. Riddle and Daniel Cormier leave. Seth Rollins leaves. Triple H doing one of his fun little tricks. I remember the first time he did this. It was a takeover. It yes. was the night that Tommaso Ciampa turned on Johnny Organa. And the trick I'm talking about, boys and girls, is where we think the show is over. We even put up the little signature. The signature is the graphic at the bottom that says, all rights reserved. It's just it, it, it's a formality. You think mm-hmm. it is the final thing you're going to see in the, in, the, in the final five seconds. You think the show is done. And all of a sudden, as that pops up, lights go out. And oh, my goodness. The Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia goes banana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, earlier in the night, I skipped over this earlier on purpose, but as the start of the first match was happening, the Donnybrook, we cut away to this weird kind of looking like a Nintendo video game of a white rabbit who's bouncing mm-hmm. along and then all of a sudden finds an X that looks like the Extreme Rules X and goes down that rabbit hole. That's mm-hmm. the last thing we see involving a rabbit. Everything else is manufactured by the No, crowd. it's not. No, of, it's uh, not. When they
1: one. when they showed, yes, when they show, like, we're in Philadelphia, outside the Wells Fargo. You remember uh, that Philly video package? Yes, there was yes, a yes. bunny taking pictures with people right outside of the Wells no, Fargo. And if you right. pay attention, they showed it. Yeah.
0: And this is what we have. Which Lisa. I thought was
1: clever. Which I thought was clever. There was also a tease during the pre-show, but we don't talk about the pre-show. <laughs>
0: This is why this is why I have Isa here uh, to correct yeah. me. On that all right? So, white
1: rabbit representative tonight. So she
0: again. If you're not watching the video, I mean, I'm 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 pixelated like a bad game here, but she's got white bunny ears on. She's got a white top on. She's I mean, look, just you know.
1: I'm the white rabbit. go. the
0: white rabbit. All right. So lights go out, and all of a sudden we start to hear, and this is the next big pop over the PA system. Bray Wyatt's voice. We got the whole oh. world singing the song. Now, mm-hmm. as he's singing that, spotlights start illuminating in the crowd, and we see what looks like Huskus the Pig. Mm-hmm. And then we see what looks like Mercy the Buzzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Abigail. We see what looks like the Fiend. We see all these characters from his universe mm-hmm. popping up all the while. Lights are out in the arena, and we are still hearing him sing the song. Then Respect we Respect to
1: Rambling Rabbit showing up looking beat up.
0: Rambling <laughs> because rabbit. that's how he
1: should have showed up.
0: <laughs> rambling Rabbit looking like he's coming off a 10-day bender. Uh, mm-hmm. We see all of these characters. Then we get to the top of the stage and there's this door. What's behind this door? Well, first, before we go to the door, we go to some video. And it's video. It looks like a documentary film of the Firefly Funhouse that's been abandoned. And then we get some staticky, grainy footage of a new mask and And new voiceover coming across on on this TV PSA. And then we go back to the Wells Fargo Center. The door kicks open. It's smoke. It's lights. What is it? They go off. And then we're illuminated by what? We are illuminated by a lantern Lantern. being carried by a man with a new mask on. And this mask looking like what we just saw in the PSA. Mm -hmm. And then the mask gets ripped off. Mm-hmm. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the White Rabbit is Bray Wyatt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And with the biggest pop of the night, by one removal of a mask, he surveys the land, he gets close to the camera, he says, we're here, and blows the land ah. out. Perfect. Perfect. It's I mean, like...
2: like- ghost no, it it was, and it didn't have to be this long, drawn out promo or anything like that. Here's what we're here to do: save it. Let people get in. They, they were invested. You can tell the crowd, the live crowd was. I was at home on watching on television. I'm sure you guys were too. And you know what? It didn't have to be anything more than that. Other than the singing of "He's Got the Whole World in His Hands," and you know, and the blowing out of the lantern was perfect. Like I, I, I couldn't say any more. And now I'm really want to see what happens on monday night is he a is he a raw talent is he a smackdown talent it doesn't matter i want to find out
0: Issa, i agree that right i mean we, we get we get it we get the, we get what we all came for but we just get the confirmation that it's him everything else makes you wait till monday
1: I, 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 they did this so perfectly. Like I cannot give this enough credit. I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. Just to hear the song, like him singing the song, that's like, like that's how it started. And um, the lantern, the characters coming to life, and I really enjoyed that he didn't interfere in a match. We don't know who he's after. We don't know what he's here to do. We don't even know which show he's going to be a part of. It it, Mm -hmm. it gives you that intrigue, which I appreciated because I struggle trying to figure out who is he going to feud with. Is he a face? Is he a heel? We don't know any of this yet. That reaction is 100% a baby face reaction. So what are you going to do with him? Another thing that I'm very happy with, Mm -hmm. it was just seeing... Bray Wyatt. I know he had a mask, but then he took it out, and we had the era of worlds, that cult leader Bray Wyatt that we all fell in love with. And I hope that he, when he needs to digs into his pocket for all of his other personalities, But I just love me Bray Wyatt, just being Bray Wyatt. This was the production value, the way that they did it, the expectation, the setup. We all knew it was coming. We all knew it was Bray. It didn't take away from the moment any bit. It was just perfectly done, and I'm very happy. Bray Wyatt was probably, nobody should lose their job. Nobody should be Mm -hmm. released. But when they announced Bray Wyatt, it was a legit heartbreak for me. I'm a big fan of everything that he's done. It felt unfair I had a conversation with Bray Wyatt during WrestleMania weekend in which he personally told me that he didn't like the way that things ended and he felt like his story wasn't done. And I've been waiting for this return ever since that conversation. So I'm very, very happy to see this.
0: Yeah, uh, somebody texted me tonight and they said, um, if it's Bray, I'm really interested in the presentation. And I said, me too. I said, because here's a guy who got released, as Issa just said, and he has not had one match anywhere else. He's not, other than some Q&As, hasn't had any appearances. This is a guy who's kept his cards close to the vest and has not needed to take just a quick, cheap payday. This is a guy who very much cares about his creative legacy. <laughs> and I think we'll find out more about it yes. as the years go on. But he, he had one creative idea, and I, I think maybe Vince only could go so far to understanding it and wanting to buy into it. And so my point being... To get Bray to come back, you were going to have to pitch him creative control to an extent of if he's going to come back, he's going to fulfill the vision that he sees. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was like, yeah, I'm excited to see him because I think it's him. And if it is him, we're probably going to get the best version possible of him right this was and, really really well done yeah and
2: and uh you know and he uh, obviously he's he hasn't come alone and that's going to be interesting to see who the other members of the Wyatt family is
0: absolutely all right let's go into some super chats oh, wait sorry <laughs> uh Jack sent this right as we started Jacks I don't think watched and he didn't want to get spoiled he says did he show up on TV or does he or wait till the-? Uh, I think Jack's uh you know he didn't want to get spoiled by uh missing out on, on no things. i
1: think he's talking about in the future do we see him on tv or do we do we wait until a pay-per-view to see him again you have to you have to capitalize on this so you have monday. to see him on monday, monday. like
0: definitely monday. <laughs> pop that rating uh, i can't wait to
1: hear a break promo old school who, break promo who's
0: monday night who's uh who's monday night football this morning i don't know if they got a big competition <laughs> but they, you, you, you got to put it on monday oh yeah definitely athletic mind bray Wyatt is a genius sign me up for his horror film yeah uh-huh. that's something too that's been out there that, yes. that supposedly they were in talk they were in talks of doing prior to his release a couple years ago mm-hmm. him doing mm-hmm. some kind of horror film based upon <clears throat> his character excuse me we, we've seen them yeah. do thing the undertaker and horror so uh, i mean god I mean, there's no better character than, than the world of bray Wyatt for horror film.
2: Yeah, especially, you know, if you're going to do an extended uh, film, like a two-hour, hour-and-a-half film, there's a guy with a great mind who can make that character work so well. I can just imagine it on film.
0: Uh, Stella, Justin Lopez, major props to WB's production. That was top-notch. Bray's new mask is similar to the mask that Ethan Hawke wore in his past summer's black phone.
1: I've seen (laughs) that a lot roaming around social media, and I see the similarities right away.
0: And I want to get... And and, sorry, real quick, I want to give a prop here to the production because I was thinking that I—I—in full disclosure, I was sitting in my Chase Lounge watching the show. The only time I stood up the entire time was once the lights go out and I heard the whole world's hands. I was standing up, Mm -hmm. and then as they're doing the different spotlights, I remember thinking to myself, "This was a great rehearsal that was well done," because Mm -hmm. there is so many margins for error of these extras or whomever they're playing these with the masks of the different characters on, Mm -hmm. because you're in the middle of a live Mm -hmm. Philly crowd. So who the hell knows? Like. Well done execution yeah. on, on on the production on all facets here. Sorry, Jimmy, go ahead.
2: No, 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 not at all. This is kind of a little bit off topic, but it has to do with the production because you brought up the production. The video packages leading into each match, I thought were really, really well done as well. Yeah. Getting people you know interested and in in, invested into wanting to see the match. I thought from a production standpoint, I thought those those introduction videos into the matches were done really well. And again, the production value of that ending is just off the charts.
1: Let me ask you guys something, and the, and the people in the chat, um, because I was trying to think of what moments have given me legitimate goosebumps, the way that this gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And my brain automatically went back to seeing The Fiend debut when he made his entrance. It was in Toronto, mm-hmm. Jimmy, for SummerSlam. I remember that entire entrance just having goosebumps mm-hmm. the entire time. I don't want to start comparing but moments, but which moment do you guys prefer out of these two? The Finn's first entrance or this tonight?
2: For me uh, that's a tough one because like you said it was here oh. in Toronto and I was I was there live to, to to witness it which was awesome but at the same time I was I, I think tonight's was was better because we were anticipating it mm. and we were hoping that it wasn't going to be a letdown and it was furthest thing from a letdown they 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 they, they nailed it yes
1: but, uh, okay get it out of the park what about you Labar
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I see value in both. I mean, the first time you yeah. saw the fiend, that presentation, that that that, that creepy the siren, entrance,
1: the lantern with the yeah. head, you didn't know what to expect, and even commentary was like, "What the hell did we just see?" It was it was very well done as well. It's all Bray Wyatt's a genius, man.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, the, tonight, uh, maybe I'm 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 still running off the high of tonight. Tonight was just really fun. It yeah. is, it, it felt tonight. Tonight feels just... like tonight. 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 You, you alluded to earlier uh, about you know when he got cut. Tonight felt like a major wrong being righted.
1: Yes. This guy, this guy
0: needs to be on television. Yeah.
1: And 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 I go back to something that NJF said on his promo. Sorry, NJF said on that pipe bomb. I make you feel things. And that's what Bray Wyatt also does for me. Mm -hmm. Like Bray Wyatt does things that you just feel you get in the moment. And those are performers that are very few can do that. So I'm just so happy to see him.
0: Uh Sheed Black says, I couldn't hear what Bray was saying. It was too low or distorted. We'll have to rewatch. I didn't catch all of what the when we are in the Firefly yeah. funhouse on the TV. I didn't catch all the distorted voice of what that was saying. Mm-hmm. Um I, I will have to go back to check that. But it, but but she, I don't know if this is what you're asking. When Bray does come out with the lantern and he looks at the camera real quick, he just says we're here like he used to say and then he blows the lantern out so right. that helps you i hope but yeah i couldn't catch everything that was being said in the distorted um yeah, i'm sure
1: somebody on social media has already figured out everything oh, that yeah. was said on that promo but i need to go back and check it out too
0: yeah uh dylan matthews rambling <laughs> rabbit got a red eye from vegas <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous.
1: um
0: uh here's a here's one just came in kyle says Hey, guys, joining live tonight, I typically listen the next day. Thank you for your great expertise, as always. Bray's presentation was incredible. Well, thank you, yeah, Kyle. No Glad you're jumping in live. It's part of the thank
1: fun. Thank you, Kyle. Yes.
0: Thanks, Kyle.
1: And the hype is real. The hype is mm-hmm. real. You can tell by viewership. You can tell by people's yeah. attitude. When something big happens, everybody just wants to talk about it. The hype is, Absolutely. is there.
0: Absolutely. So to review. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this one defense. <laughs> on the <laughs> fence. As we mm-hmm. couldn't hear what Brace said. Burner account says Brace said, scissor me, Abigail.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> um,
0: all right, so to review, we're going into this Monday. And we have Edge who quit because his mm-hmm. wife's got concertoed. Mm-hmm. Right? Bianca still our women's champion. Right? Mm-hmm. Dexter is still stalking the, the Miz. Um, we're talking about Monday here. We have a DX reunion Mm -hmm. we have Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory Yes. we have Seth Rollins challenging for the US title against Bobby Lashley Mm -hmm. and then we have what we assume will be some follow up to Bray Wyatt Mm -hmm. Strap. how dare you
1: not mention the tribal chief is going to be on Monday Night Raw as well thank you very much how dare you miss that LaVar oh
2: my goodness how dare you
0: what a Monday we have lined up here for, yeah. this, uh, for this for this all season premiere. Sheet Black again. Kane's debut was the most goosebumps I got as a debut mm-hmm. or re debut. He has died as Doctor Isaac Yankum before. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. I, I don't care about the Yankum thing, but I agree. Uh, yeah. It was it was yeah. just the anniversary, twenty five years ago, just a couple days ago. Yeah, Kane's debut. Kane's debut will forever go down as mm-hmm. one of the greatest executed debuts. And then the backstory of his character is
1: mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's oh. gotta be
0: Kane. Yeah, that's gotta be. <laughs> Great yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Isa, I'll go with you first. I'll talk to Jimmy this Monday night. Um, I won't see you this Monday night. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, stupid question. Tribal chief, of course. Jimmy, what are you most no, looking no. forward to? Th- the,
1: the follow-up with Bray <laughs> definitely is what I'm here for.
0: Jimmy, mm-hmm. what are you here for on Monday night? Uh, I'm, I'm here for a few things.
2: Uh, I, I say, I'm want to. i looking forward to more in the story with, uh, with Edge and uh, Judgment Day and Ray and his son, and also, Bray, I mean, I think Monday is going to be a fun night.
1: Yes.
0: Fun night, Need Sheet black. One more here. tonight's. Tonight made Finn look like a star again. Uh, mm-hmm. Agree to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, that, I believe, is there, or we got more coming through. Hang on here. You guys don't want the night to end. I just want to <laughs> keep <ahead>. it going. <laughs> King Rail, I was hoping Dexter would have been in Brace Faction. Hang no. on, Dexter. Hang on, King Brown. Dexter might still be. We don't know. I we'll disagree. I, I don't. I don't want to
2: see him in in part of Bray's, uh, uh I, th- Keep that separate, please. My opinion.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. But we. But again, all the things we're looking forward to Monday. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. hopefully getting some. Ex, you know, ex, give me yeah. some. Give me some reason. Give mm-hmm. me an explanation for Dexter and Miz. Stalker Loomis.
1: He's yeah. been watching too many true crime documentaries, like me. There you go.
0: There He's you
1: just go. taking it too
0: seriously. Tell me the Miss cheated on Maurice and was hooking up with Andy Hartwell.
1: I mean, give oh. me something. Give oh, me yeah. something. And that escalated quickly. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the Ron
0: Burgundy. Uh, that escalated quickly. Uh, all right, been fun. We're an hour and fifteen in. It's been a blast. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I got like the, the the cricket wireless internet's going on here for a second. I don't know what's going on here. I'm pixelated. I apologize. Uh, but nonetheless, you can still hear my sultry voice. You can still uh, hear Jimmy. You can see her, which that's the biggest thing. You can see Issa. Uh, it's been fun. Make sure you tweet any and all of us. Let us know where in the world you are when you're watching and tuning to us on the Saturday night. Come back Monday night myself, Jimmy, and Jack for what's going to be a loaded Monday Night Raw season premiere coming from Barclays in Brooklyn. Issa, close it out. Give me some cheap plugs.
1: Uh, You guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Also, NYC Demon Diva on YouTube. Go watch these shows with me. Let's have fun.
0: Hmm. Jimmy, my football team versus your football team tomorrow, but never mind that. Give me a cheap plug. Cheap plug. uh, Ref and rants from Monday to
2: Friday on all my social media platforms. Or It's just a little constructive criticism. It's not trying to crap on anybody. Just I want everybody to be better. That's all. And I I try to have a little fun with it as well. And you can get your pro wrestling... uh, pro wrestling tees uh you can get your ref and rand t-shirts including a canadian heat magnet
1: t-shirt
0: Ooh. i don't buy it jimmy you're 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 on the WWE payroll you're that's all you're doing
2: oh of course i am of course i am I, i'm just still waiting for the checks to come that's
0: all Still waiting. that's right on that just the bar i'll be back again monday night with uh jimmy and jack here on wrestling inc i'm here on wednesdays for dynamite i'm on friday mornings on uh busted open and sirius xm with dave lagreca and thunder rosa those are always fun uh <laughs> Tweet at any of us at Justin Labar at NYC Demon Diva at Jimmy Corderas. It's been a blast, man. It's fun to be a wrestling fan when things are good, right? It's fun when we don't yes. have to, we don't have to sludge through these shows and we got actual energy. It's 1237 on the East. It's 1237 in the morning. Sunday just turned 38. I might go wait, make one more drink. What the hell? I'm amped up. <laughs> I'm hyped up. Bray Wyatt's hey. back. I just talked to East. I just talked to Jimmy. Jimmy, finish it out.
2: I uh, just wanted to wish everybody in Canada. Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Or today yes, happy no. it's after midnight.
0: Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, uh happy Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian, uh Canadian friends. Enjoy it. Uh enjoy the turkey. Do you guys eat, do you guys do turkey? What do you do?
2: Yeah, it's it's just uh with the exchange rate, the turkeys are a little smaller. That's all.
0: Smaller turkeys for everybody. Canadian Thanksgiving, Monday night raw. Coming up this Monday, we'll have all the reaction. Go commanders are gonna beat the Titans. Uh look at Issa, white bunny ears and all. God, it's a beautiful world. Whole world in our hands as as the best way we can put it. Be safe everybody. Good night. <laughs>